0: Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? Maybe you're like me and you find that during certain times of the year, your mental health could use some extra support or maybe your mood is a little bit up and down. That's why I'm so grateful for BetterHelp. BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online, and the service is available to clients worldwide, and it's more affordable than traditional offline therapy, and financial aid is available you all know that I am a big lover of therapy and that it has helped me immensely in my life and I recommend it to everyone. So visit BetterHelp.com, that's Better H-E-L-P.com to join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. And a special offer for Mindful Minutes listeners, get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com minutes. Hello, my beautiful mindfuls. I am so happy to be sharing this episode with you. And as some of you know, I talked about a little bit um, on an episode a few weeks back, but I've really been feeling pulled to do some more teaching and sharing on this podcast just to help you deepen your meditation practice and also your life. So in an effort to do so, uh, I decided that. I'm just going to start doing more podcast episodes. I'm not going to commit to a certain um, number, but it will be more than what you're used to. And I just want to do a little bit more teaching. So I'm thinking like one full blown, like freeform episode still once a month and then um, periodically doing like shorter kind of learning ones, um, episodes that are like still under half an hour for sure. Um. So yeah, so that's what we are doing today. So it is Valentine's Day, and my personal hot take is that Valentine's Day is like mm, kind of overrated. Uh, you shouldn't, I don't think you should be treated well just like one day or focus on love in your life one day. But since it is a season of love and it's Valentine's Day, I thought what we could do is focus on connecting with ourselves and beginning to break down some of those self-love barriers that are in our life. So first things first, today is an extra, extra special day because the winter session of the online meditation teacher training is open for enrollment. So you know I only offer this two times a year, so the next session won't be until summer, and enrollment is open today, February 14th, until February 23rd, which I believe is a Wednesday. So if you want to become a meditation teacher or dive deeper into your personal practice and study meditation with me this is your chance. So it's a 30-hour course and you can do it all at your own pace. And we dive into so much in this course. There's so much content in there. And I will link to everything in the show notes so you can learn more about it. Check it out. I also have a free 30-minute masterclass on how to write guided meditations just like the ones you hear on Mindful Minutes every week. You can access that, it's totally free. And then you can get a sample of what meditation teacher training is like with me because it's most The most important thing to me is that you feel good about your decision to join meditation teacher training and that it feels like the right fit for you. So if you want to sample it, you can do that. I'll put all the link in the show notes or head over to my website, YogaFreeOnline.com, where you can learn about all of these things. So if you're like, hmm, maybe I want to teach meditation, this very well might be your chance. So with that, let's dive into self love. So this is something that I know we as a collective, not just a collective Mindful Minutes community, but we like as a species are struggling with. I hear from so many of you all the time that you are working on self-love and you're really struggling to love yourself. And that makes me sad to hear because I love all of you. And it makes me sad that like, you don't see the beauty in yourself, but also I I get it. I really get it. Self-love is something that is hard and personally has been really hard for me at times and it's a journey that I've been taking and sometimes it just you know it ebbs and flows and self-love is incredibly hard. But what I want to explore today is why why is self-love so hard? I want to explore that and then I want to just Look at some ways that we can start moving towards some real radical and unconditional self-love. I'm going to try to give you some simple steps and ideas for how you can work towards this. And it's not going to be like, take a bubble bath or, uh, I don't know, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever it is. Um, Whatever you like to do for self-love, that is great. Um, That won't be what I will be sharing with you today. But yeah, let's just dive in. So why is self-love so hard? And I actually came across this quote, which isn't necessarily directly related to self-love, but it just really spoke to me when I came across it. Um, And it is a quote from Plato, and it says, Be kind, for everyone you meet is fighting a hard battle. And this really resonated with me because... You all know that I feel really strongly about spreading kindness uh, and trying to lift others up, but I think it's also important to remember that if you're struggling with your self-love or you're fighting a hard battle, that you are not alone in this. This is something that many, many, many people struggle with. And I hope that we collectively can start to see some of the beauty within ourselves and to start moving to a space of some more self-love. But so I just wanted to share that quote because it just really spoke to me. So if you needed to hear it, I I just wanted to put that there. So why is self-love so hard? Um, I think, you know, this is a very... Big and tough and complex question. I think part of it is because we grow up in a society of comparison. When we are in school, we are compared. We get grades, we see how we measure up to other people. We play sports and we, you know, compare. We are compared in the workplace. You know, we are we're always looking at how we measure up. And we're always looking at how other people measure up to us. And I don't think that it's like innately that we do these things but I do think that it really contributes this idea of you know how are you doing in comparison to other people and it kind of sets us up for this idea of like we aren't good enough or we aren't showing up as enough or providing enough or doing enough just by like existing that we have to really work and do a lot of things to kind of like prove our worthiness or prove our goodness or um accolades And again, that's not to say that like hard work isn't important, but I I do think that when we grow up in the society of constant comparison, that we always feel like we're never quite measuring up. There's also this idea that we as humans have an innate negativity bias in our brains. So back in our caveman days, as part of survival, we always had to be a little bit negative and critical so we always had to scan the environment looking for danger looking for shortcomings looking for our points of weakness and there is a belief that this is just a part of our brains as humans and we may still be doing this even though we're no longer like in the caveman days you know, I, I don't need to be thinking about like, oh, I, I really need to, um, you know, strengthen my body so that I don't get eaten by a bear, you know, or whatever. That's not the best example. But there is an idea that innately we have a negativity bias and that this was a part of our survival during our evolution. And I thought that was really interesting when I came across that, when I was kind of gathering some information for this episode because I'd never really thought about it. Like, is there some truth into our brains are somewhat hardwired for some negativity for survival? That was something that I'd never heard of and I thought is really interesting and very possible. Uh, we also are flooded with images and information about how we aren't good enough or what the quote ideal person should be. And I recently you know, came across this again. I don't, you know how sometimes like when you're on social media or like you're on TikTok or something and and then you're like scrolling and one thing leads to another thing to another thing before you know what it, it's like, you've gone down this wormhole and like 45 minutes later, you're like, where am I and how did I get here? Um So I found myself in one of those, where am I and how did I get here? And I started going down and Full disclosure, I'm pretty sure what I'm about to say for many of you will make me sound like a dinosaur, and I accept that. I embrace that. I am a 30-something woman that is a mother and, you know, not very hip, and I own that, and I embrace it. I'm okay with that. So if you're giggling to yourself because I sound like a dinosaur, you know, that's okay. All right, but I found myself going down this, like, rabbit hole of, like, the, the that girl, deep like it was like a that girl deep dive right so this idea of being like that girl and for any of you that aren't familiar and again this is just kind of my own little deep dive um, but that girl seems to be this like aesthetic or this woman that people are aspiring to be and you know she like gets up at 5 a.m. and makes her bed and does her skincare and journals and doesn't touch her phone for like 30 minutes and works out and says affirmations and then goes to her aesthetically pleasing kitchen where everything is labeled so she can have like a beautiful smoothie bowl breakfast and that she's living this very kind of like beautiful aesthetic like glowing wonderful like radiate from within life And so, again, don't get me wrong. Um, There's nothing wrong with any of these things. There's nothing wrong with journaling, with making your bed, with, you know, I I love some good skincare for having a beautifully aesthetic kitchen. There's nothing wrong with these things. And all of these are great, wonderful self-care habits. But I kind of found myself, I guess, reflecting a little bit on this idea of, like, quote, like, that girl. And And it just – it came to me and I was like, that's great, but I don't necessarily want to be like that girl when I could just be this girl being who I already am. And sure, if I like waking up at 5 a.m. and make my bed and journal and exercise and meditate and drink lemon water and say affirmations and, you know, go to my aesthetically pleasing, you know, monochromatic closet – I can do all of those things, but I found that, I don't know, I was almost like a little bit, I guess, triggered by this idea, and maybe I'm reading too far into it, but for me, what I'm trying to say is it just was a reminder that we don't, like, we already have what we need within and things that can start with like great intentions right of you know being like that girl who takes care of herself and glows from within and radiates but these can all start with the best intentions and with great things and then before you know it it's like oh somehow i'm less than because i'm not getting up at 5 a.m to have two complete hours of like me time before i start the day or because i just don't have this like radiance from within. And I think that we're just flooded with so many unattainable standards and ideas of, you know, what we quote should be doing or could be doing. And and we're always just trying to like achieve more and be more. And, and when we do that, we're never going to measure up. And I think that it's important to look at what we are consuming and what kind of Um, you know, information that we're consuming, what images we're consuming, what we're surrounding ourselves with, and how that makes us feel. So I just found myself a little bit triggered as I went into this like a little bit of a deep dive. And then I just got in my head of being like, oh my gosh, like I already get up early to do these things, but should I be getting up earlier to you know, fit in some journal time and to do this and that. And I had to kind of catch myself a little bit and be like, Kelly, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's okay if you aren't doing all of these things, like you're doing the best you can and, and you're happy with your morning routine. And that's, and that's all right. Um, Some of us, you know, probably many of us may also be growing up with some trauma or experiences from our past or our childhood that has taught us that self-love was bad or that we were not worthy of love. And that's definitely something that can make this idea of self-love even harder. So there's just, there's a lot going on here. And there's also this idea that like self-love makes you arrogant or selfish. And we kind of have this bias against self-love and, and you know what it means to like love ourselves or you know to publicly love ourselves and be okay with who we are and, and what that means so those are just my general thoughts and one rant about a social media deep dive I unexpectedly went on but those are my thoughts on some of the reasons why self-love can be so hard there's just so much going on working against us and we really aren't That self-love is okay or like an expectation or something that we should really be striving for, at least not when I was growing up. I don't think, you know, self-love wasn't quite um, part of the everyday vernacular that it is now, which I hope that there is a shift and a change around that and that it continues to be prioritized But if it's not um, or it's something that you're struggling with, like you're not alone and there's a lot going on that can make you feel this way and make it hard to feel like you can really access that unconditional self-love. So what do we do about all of this? So for me, what I'm thinking about self-love and why it's hard and breaking down some of these barriers is the first thing that you need to do to really start shifting. And this is what I did on my self-love journey is to get clear on what's going on and to change the way that we view self-love. So taking time to reflect on what self-love truly is and why it's essential. And without knowing where we're headed, how will we know how to get there, right? So if we don't know where the finish line is or this finish line being self-love, if we don't know where we're trying to go, it's going to be really hard to find a path to get there so take time to reflect on what self-love is it's going to be a little bit different for everyone is that saying kind things to yourself is that just being respectful to your body maybe that is waking up earlier and, and carving out some time to really like honor and cherish your body through making your bed and journaling and you know drinking water and all those things that's that's great that's wonderful Maybe it's just being able to look in the mirror and being proud of the kind and intelligent and resilient person that you are. Reflecting on what your definition of self-love is, is essential. So you know what you're working towards. Like, what does that really mean to you? It's such a big, broad topic. Like, what's your definition of self-love? Then reflect on what's getting in your way. And full disclosure here, there will definitely at least from my experience, be some emotions that may come up here. But why don't you love yourself right now? And try your best. Again, there will be feelings. This is a big thing to work with. There's probably a lot going on with this topic and underneath the surface. But try your best to do it in a non judgmental way, but more of just an observation. So just kind of look and take inventory. Like, why is it so hard to love myself? Like, why don't I love myself? What's getting in my way of self-love? One thing, two things, actually, that I learned in therapy during my self-love journey is one, to think about whose voice is saying those negative things. Is it you? Is it someone from your past? Is it someone that maybe was critical of you before or someone else? Like, who? Who really is this voice that is so critical and says that, you know, you don't deserve your love or whatever it is that they're saying? And also thinking about where in your past, like at what point did you learn that self-love wasn't okay or that you weren't worthy of love? Like, where did that shift happen? Because I look at baby pork chop right now and like he isn't filled with like, self-loathing and insecurity like he seems to think he's pretty great and he is really great and there's something that happens to all of us where we have this shift or it's just all of a sudden we're like you know where was it where the narrative changed where we you know didn't think we were worthy or stopped loving ourselves like where did that happen and reflecting on these things can really help you to get clear and then it'll become easier to start moving past them right so once we know where we're headed we then can start to you know really sort of make some changes and start making some progress to self-love so i want to interrupt this episode just for a moment so that i can tell you about ritual so my friends gaps in the diet shouldn't be ignored And did you know that over 97% of women aged 19 to 50 aren't getting enough vitamin D from their diet, and 95% are not getting the recommended daily intake of key omega-3s? I did not know that. My mind was blown when I learned that, which is where Ritual comes in. Their Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin was formulated by exhaustive research to keep filling nutritional gaps in the diets of women 18 plus. And now I've really been trying to pay a lot of attention to what I'm putting in my diet. And I love that not only can I feel good about taking Ritual and filling those nutritional gaps I may have in my diet, but I also love how Ritual is committed to third-party testing from USP, which means there is no shady stuff in there. And let me tell you, I do not want and I do not like shady. Plus, I'm not going to lie, it looks great sitting on my bathroom counter. I do love the sleek packaging and I love that it has kind of this like great taste you never get that like fishy aftertaste um which is no fun so ritual now is offering my listeners 10% off your first 3 months just visit ritual.com/mindful and turn healthy habits into a ritual that's 10% off at ritual.com/mindful Okay, and we are back. Did you like that little mini break right there? So I want to dive into now in the second half of the episode is two last little things. So one, really identifying what self-love feels like. I want to talk about that in a moment. And then I also want to talk about some of these small things that you can do for yourself to really start rebuilding the love and the trust that you have for yourself. So one thing that I want you to do after you have, or I don't know I shouldn't say that I want you to do, something that you may want to do if it speaks to you, after you've really reflected on like why self-love is so hard or where you made that shift or where maybe you were taught that you aren't worthy of love, is then think about like what does love feel like? Like what does love feel like for you? What do you do for those that you love? And again, there's no right or wrong answer. Like, you know, how do you really define love? How do you describe to someone what it feels like? It's really hard to do. But I want you to think about what that means for you. And the reason that I find this exercise so powerful actually came from a big, big mindset shift that I had uh, about a year ago when I was struggling with my own self-love in the early days of postpartum after baby chop was born I was really struggling just with my body and feeling like I was just a failure or not good enough as a mom and you know five million bajillion other unkind things that were running through my head and it's not to say, and I want to recognize, I, you know, the logical part of me, I know that, you know, my body just went through so much to, you know, grow pork chop and bring them into this world and all of that. But for anyone else out there who has experienced those dark few postpartum days, um, they can be really, really, really hard. And it was during this time, and I was just struggling and just really just not in the best place and having a hard time. And I was sitting in his nursery and, you know, rocking him. And he was sleeping in my lap. And I just looked down and and I thought, I've never loved someone the way that I love you. And it just hit me so hard, like a, I don't know, a chunk of crystal to the face. <laughs> and it just hit me that I was like, but he is me. And to love him is to love myself. And what I mean by that is, When I – it just hit me that when I when I looked at him, like he is – like half of him is me. And it's not like I look at him and in this moment I was looking at him being like, oh, I love the part of you that comes from your dad and I hate the parts of you that come from me. I just – I looked – I was looking at him and I was just so filled with this like love for him. And it hit me like if I'm loving him, I'm also loving me. And I don't know what it was about that moment that totally just shifted my mindset of like, yeah, like I like I do love me or there is a way to love me. And I'm not saying that you have to go have a child to experience self-love. But I in that moment, I just did so much reflection on just why we're not kind to ourselves and and what love feels like and why I want that and why we all deserve that for ourselves. And ever since that moment, you know, I, I really found that my mindset shifted and I, I was thinking a lot about like, well, what does love feel like? And it was easy for me to feel it in that moment when I was holding pork chop and having that moment with him. But like, I never really felt that for myself but you know pork chop is part me and there's no reason why I wouldn't be able to love myself like I love him and that really just made me think about like what does that feel like like what do you do for the ones that you love how do you how do I express love for others and then how can I take those same things and start applying it to myself and once I really felt like I had more of a handle on what love feels like, or how I express love, I then had more kind of information on how I could apply it to myself. So that's something that just was a big mindset shift for me. And I don't know, maybe, maybe that will be a little bit of a mind shift for someone else. But remember, you know, you're for those of you that are parents as well, like your kids are also a part of you, and like loving them means that you're loving yourself too. So what can you do? What small things can you do for yourself to start working on self-love? So once you've identified, you know, what's going on, why self-love is hard and where this might be stemming from. And this is where I'm to put a little disclaimer, like, don't be afraid to ask for professional help from a therapist with these things. I have found therapy to be wildly helpful for my self-love journey. And also during this time, during that, you know, kind of the dark first, you know, bit of postpartum time. Um, therapy was incredibly helpful so I just like to put that in there that therapy is is great Um, but how can you start making these small little adjustments and you guys know me I love reflecting and I love taking big leaps but I mostly really like these small little like actionable things that you can do where you can set like realistic goals for yourself and just start making a little progress piece by piece so these are some of my personal favorite ideas the first is just saying one kind thing to yourself each day and when you're first starting this is probably going to be really hard and you may think oh there's nothing good about myself or i I can't think of anything or you might feel silly saying it but from the get-go at the very beginning it might be a little fake it until you make it but just try so every day just say one kind thing to yourself you can say "Uh, i you know I appreciate that you show up every day and you try. Or you are a great friend. Or you work really hard and you support others. Whatever it is, just start by saying one kind thing to yourself every day. And then over time, it'll get easier. And then maybe start saying like, two nice things to yourself. And before you know it, more of that positive, loving talk may become more of a habit than the negative talk. I also like this exercise, and I think I may have talked about this before in an earlier episode, but I like to ask other people like what they love about like me or have other people like ask those people who love them, like, what do you love about me? And it is definitely a, you know, humbling and a vulnerable experience to do that but it's really powerful too to hear like what it is that people love about you so much and it's really sweet and moving and can kind of get you in your feels and you can just text someone that loves you and just be like you know like what I'm curious like what is it that you love about me like I'm working on my own self-love and you know I want to see myself in a different light so I'm curious like how you see me and, and what it is that you love about me and this might give you some insight into what is really great and special about you especially if it's hard for you to maybe see it in yourself. You can ask others to help you along on on that journey. I really like that exercise personally. I also think it is important to remove people and things that do not support your self-love from your life. So maybe you're following someone on Instagram and it's nothing that they're doing, but just you find that you compare yourself to them and it makes you feel bad about yourself. Stop following them. Maybe there's someone more directly that's not treating you well or doesn't support your self-love like sorry get them out of there there is no space in your life for people that don't want you to love yourself and prioritizing who you are who and what you are surrounding yourself with is really really important for this self-love journey it is an act of self-love to surround yourself by supportive loving kind people and things. So maybe doing a little bit of inventory of where you can remove some of the noise or some of the less helpful things. Then working on practicing self-respect and compassion. So I get it, self-love might be hard. And I found that just beginning with self-respect was easier. So just working on, you know, I didn't necessarily have to love myself, but I could work on just respecting myself, treating myself with respect and not just flat out like being disrespectful to myself was a good place to start. Also practicing self-compassion, meaning really working on just accepting yourself as you are and embracing your humanness. I don't necessarily like the idea of like flaws and all, but just this idea of like just accepting, you know, who you are and where you're at and how you're showing up today and working with some compassion there for that. Also working on recognizing the beauty within you and the goodness within you. It is my belief that we are born good and that, you know, we come out as these sweet little babies with these beautiful souls. And that doesn't go away because we're older. Sure, we go through a lot and our perspectives may change and we may struggle and maybe we've hardened to life. But I think at our core, we still, you know, have our beautiful intact souls And so trying to recognize that and also recognize it in one another, I think, is a wonderful exercise to build love and kindness and compassion, is recognizing that, you know, you came into this world good, you will leave this world good, and trying to see that in yourself, I think, can be really powerful. Then focusing on treating your body with kindness and respect. So a big mindset shift I had actually, like, Two nights ago, I was – I don't even remember what it was, but it was something that was going on in the background, and this woman said something like, "Um, you know, I I finally stopped treating exercise like a punishment. And my ears kind of perked up, and I was like – and I was listening, and she was talking about how she really used to treat exercise as like a punishment. Like, oh, I I ate this much, so I need to go work out to burn it off, or I, you know, need to do this to – get this outcome in my body and kind of treating it as like a punishment for like indulgence. And this really spoke to me because I never realized that this is something that I have done in the past and periodically do and kind of have that mindset of like, oh, I need to kind of use like working out as like a punishment in a way. And instead, it's really something that I should do because it feels good. And, you know, not being like, oh, well, I need to do this kind of a workout because I, you know, did this last night but really tuning in and just listening to my body and treating it with respect and kindness and trying to just give my body what it needs and listening to the signals it's sending and then honoring those. So that is something that I personally have really been focusing on in my self-love journey and that just really resonated with me. So I wanted to share it. And then last but not least is trying to do something scary, step out of your comfort zone. And all of these things honestly will probably feel scary and and that's okay that's how you know that you're growing that's how you know that you're pushing yourself how you're changing and for me there's three things in particular that you could start doing this week that might seem a little out there might seem a little uncomfortable but will probably be good for your self-love and the first one is try to put yourself first Just once this week. So if you're the kind of person you like to put others first, and again, not a bad thing, but if we're constantly putting others first before ourselves, then we're getting into some tricky territory. So put yourself first once, just one time. Do something where you put yourself first above others. Another thing you can do this week is you can say the phrase, I believe one of my strengths is, and then insert one of your strengths in public. So whether that is at work or with someone else around you or in therapy or with a friend just saying like, well, I believe that one of my strengths is being able to communicate clearly. So, you know, whatever. So I'm I'm grateful that we're having this conversation or I would be happy to take that project on because I feel like one of my strengths is being able to complete a complex project like this and just using that language of like, I believe one of my strengths is and saying it publicly in front of others. The third one is one time each day, tell yourself something that you admire about yourself. So this kind of goes back to the first idea of saying something kind to yourself, but also saying something that you admire about yourself. Kind of look in the mirror and you can say, you know, I really admire how hard you work every day, or I really admire your dedication to fueling your body well, or I really admire your ability to show up for your friends and to be a good friend, whatever it is. And those are three things that you could start doing today or this week to really challenge yourself and push yourself and maybe get some of that self-love going. And just kind of closing it out, last few thoughts is just be patient with yourself. Self-love is hard, but you can do it. Just be patient. It doesn't happen overnight. Be kind, be compassionate, and just do your best. It's a journey. It's not... You know, a straight line. You're not going to start at point A and do all these things and then find yourself at point B. It'll be up, it'll be down, um, all over the place. But just work towards seeing the beauty within you, recognizing that goodness within you. And just like everyone else in this world, you are worthy of love. You are worthy of love from yourself, from others. You are a wonderful person. You are a beautiful person. And I see it. I bet those around you see it. And my hope for you is that with time and maybe with some of these practices, you will start to see it in yourself. So those are my thoughts on self love, why they're hard and just small little steps you can take to work on improving your self love and your self worth. And I appreciate you so much. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you for joining me. And I will see you later this week. Thank you.